BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey Doug, it's... December 14th, 2023, uh, and it's a sad day for comedians and comedy because a much-beloved comedian who goes by the name Penny DeForest uh, passed away, got uh, in an accident, got he's on a bike and got hit by a car, and, uh, you know, a GoFundMe was started, and a ton of money was raised, and... uh, you know, it's always uh, terrible when these things happen because, uh, you know, I, I don't know how old he was, but I'm guessing like the 40s or something like that. Yeah. But uh, um, anyway, just anybody who is a listener of this show is potentially also just a fan of comedy in general and may, may be familiar with Kenny, may not. But comedians are all it's one big fraternity where we all sort of know each other and have met each other, but there's just, you know, uh, there's holes in that, uh, that fabric uh, that just happened where like, I have lots of friends who were sad about Kenny passing and I'm sad via them, but uh, I didn't know the man, but everything people say about him, I'm going to, we all watch some of his stand up clips now, but uh, everybody always said, I, you know, I'd heard his name before. It wasn't the first time I'd heard of him, but you have a similar experience, Doug. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know him personally, but like you're saying, like it's, you know, especially sad and like social media feeds with all of her friends, you know, that were close that, you know, have nothing but wonderful things to say. And of course it's just so tragic. He's so young and it was obviously very unexpected and a terrible accident. It's just, it, it, you know, it is nice to see, when things like this that are horrible to happen, it is nice to see the comedy community, I guess, knowing that it is a yeah. community, you know, it's they rally it's around. Nice. I just it just it makes me think about the concept of a living funeral, though, or a living wake, just because the things people are writing and saying about him, like would mean so much to him, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. it sucks. But, it, you know, it is also for the living to, to you know, to discuss uh, people who are gone, uh, you know, m- makes you feel better about it. So I've just been, you know, uh, getting ready to do this show. I was just thinking, well, we have to address it, but it is, uh, I assume you were similar to me in that you might not have ever met him. He was mostly uh, New York City based. Yeah. And uh, East Coast. And you and I have always been, you know, Texas and California. So. Right. But lots of my friends, uh, you know, that travel uh, would run into him. And that was the thing that the thread through all of the comments about him was that 
he was just somebody that you're always like happy to see, you know, which is, yeah, I know those people, you know, there's, there's comedians that just like are just fun to run into uh, no matter where or when, you know, and just knowing them is, is such a, a thrill. Uh, so RIP Kenny DeForest, a, a nice, a funny dude. Um, we had a guest lined up for today who uh, is under the weather. And it's one of those things where they're like, I'll do it anyway, you know, if you really need me to. And it's like, no, we don't need you to get better, <laughs> you know, get better. Yeah. And talk, we'll talk about you and your name for an hour uh, at a later date. <laughs> It'll be a better uh, show. <laughs> yeah. And boy, I wish that, you know, it, it, when somebody like what happens with Kenny DeForest just makes me realize how much I appreciate uh, just having, uh, you know, whether I go first or any of these, any of our guests go, like whoever goes, like just that this exists. It's just an hour of uh, just kind of getting to know somebody sure. in a way you don't normally uh, get unless you're like a, a super fan who keeps track of what people's middle names are. Yeah. Um, this was a long ass cold open, but we've got <laughs> we've got some fun ass shit coming up uh, right after this song. Hey, uh, Doug Mellard. Uh, hey, I say our guest's name in that spot. <laughs> but uh, I am excited about the guest that was going to be on today. So we'll definitely have that to look forward to in uh, 2024. I think it'll be like uh, two or three episodes from now because uh, because of the whole reschedule. But yeah. um, I also... I was just about to say who we have on next week, but like, I've got this real, like, uh, I like feel like I'm jinxed or something that, you know, life's really turbulent right now in general. And, you know, uh, performers had to deal with the pandemic and then the strikes and just, you know, uh, inflation, all the things. And, uh, so it's just, um, I don't know what point I'm trying to make. <laughs> oh, is this oh, but I get, people, like you jinxed it if you say who it's going to be on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People cancel, you, you know, and it's also a time of year where people get sick, you know, and 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 people can get yes. injured or sick at any time of year. So uh, when somebody's like, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm not feeling well," I'm like, "Okay, fine. We'll, uh, you know, we'll put it off." But I think this is my overall point is just that i feel more jinx than ever before because like if i bring up a name of a guest that's coming up on one of my future shows that that person's going to cancel yeah. you know yeah. as soon as i let the cat out of the bag then they're going to go okay i can't make it but yeah. uh <laughs> it's just how it is these days and uh i appreciate anybody taking the time out for these things and i have to say doug uh you know I think we're both likable enough that it feels like 98% of our guests say after it's done, that was fun. Except for that one. <laughs> well, that's why I said 98%. I gave him a generous 2%. <laughs> I 
I don't know. That guy might have had fun too. <laughs> I think he did. I think I think we were on the two percent <laughs> on the other side of that one. Yeah, he was having a blast because he was like <laughs> he was in a, a big car and had alarms and talking uh, about himself, but yeah, not in a way that was fun. um anyway so so we don't have a guest today but that you know that shouldn't stop us from giving you a fun probably shorter uh episode it depends on how long it takes us to get through what i am calling and and seeing doug's getting sick just thinking about (laughs) it's that uh, time of year Listen, Melly Mel, it's time for you to face the holiday movie roundup. Oh, I should have come oh, up with a Doug pun that had, that had something to do with holiday movies, but I didn't. Anyway, um, holiday movie roundup, which means this. We are about to find out how many of the top 10 grossing Christmas slash holiday, but let's face it, there's no Jewish movies in the top 10. There's no Kwanzaa. There's no other holidays, really, other than the uh, Christmas itself. So these are the top 10 grossing Christmas movies of all time. Now, you've wow. grown up and watched movies your whole life, and especially probably with friends and families ar- uh, around the holidays, you know, with your dog, whatever. Oh, so, I love watching this crap at this time of year. So how many do you think of the top 10 grossing Christmas movies of all time have you seen? Keeping in mind that there's an obvious slant towards being for children. (laughs) Well, they're just, I think there's like one or two are rated anything higher than a PG. I, uh, I would bet four to five because I have a feeling some of these are just more mainstream that like there's a couple in my head right now where I'm like I just don't have as much interest in you know what I mean because okay. it just felt way too yeah but saying I bet four to five makes you it shows you do not understand how betting works because <laughs> you have to pick one <laughs> okay I'll do I'll do five nice half yeah You're going in for half <laughs> everybody else that's listening just you know I'll trust you you could tell me later. But how many do you think you've seen? Think of that number. Maybe uh, tweet it at me uh, on X at uh, Doug Lowe's Movies. Okay. All spelled out and everything. I got Doug Lowe's Movies because a guy uh, grabbed it years ago. And then when I finally you know, wanted to start a Twitter account for Doug Lowe's Movies, uh, I just, you know, it's like I, I wrote to the person who grabbed it. It turns out. It's a fan that I know, and uh, so it was really nice of him to have uh, – he just handed it over. Oh, wow. Didn't hold you hostage. All I had to do was sleep with his wife. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And by that, I I mean actually go to sleep. uh, She was having insomnia, and I came over and and made her (laughs) so bored she fell asleep. All right. (laughs) What are we doing? Oh, yeah. Top (laughs) ten. Holiday movies, so to speak. Number 10, making $205 million. I don't even know if this is domestic or worldwide. I'm going to say domestic. 
because uh, that probably would affect it if it's worldwide. They'd probably be less about, you know, American Christmas. There'd <laughs> 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 be more stuffy British Christmas movies. Anyway, have you seen Doug Mallard, the motion picture called The Holiday? I have not. Which one is he- that? Cameron Diaz. Kate no, Winslet. That's, that's... Switch boyfriends for the holidays. Oh, clever. No, I think they just both both meet different men, but they both Oh, I don't like it. Like when I watch it, I <laughs> it I, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I mean I get that people do love it, but it just uh, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the Pratt Falls. I don't like the Cameron Diaz, like somebody one day woke up and said, Oh, we're just gonna have her fall down a lot when she's in movies. <laughs> I think that's why she retired young. Um <laughs> all the injuries. Yeah, because I think she really wanted to be a character actress, but I think they just somehow decided she was hilarious. And uh, anyway, I guess um, because of something about Mary, they're just that, like you're a comedy and, you know, that was like, now. oh, she's a you know she's a girl that gets along with the boys kind of thing. She got that yeah. reputation for that, even though I think she was play acting. I think she's kind of a girly lady, um, but uh, but then she got like. Like she was really silly in the Charlie's Angels movies. I mean, those were silly movies, oh, but she yeah. was even even sillier in them. And she just got, yeah, she just somehow became a comedy actress. And uh, you know, I think she's perfectly talented, but uh, I don't like her movies. So, and Kate Winslet, <laughs> you know, when has she ever been in a comedy you've enjoyed? I'll answer right. that for you. Never. <laughs> Does Eternal <laughs> Sunshine count? Kind of a little. I, dark. Yeah, barely a comedy there is comedy I mean, but she's like the lighter character in that that's for yeah. sure yeah she brings some joy to that eternal sadness but the holiday has also got <laughs> uh jack black who of course i love and okay. the fourth person i think is jude law i want to say so it's oh, basically wow. like that's great cast know, i think the the american girl meets a british guy and the british girl meets an american guy and they're both like staying in each other's winter, like they switch houses and meet guys. But anyway, so like those four people, I don't even know if they hardly ever even come together. Uh, like, cause a scene with those four actors, I think would be interesting, but yeah. it's just a lot of like Cameron Diaz slipping in the snow and stuff. And uh, so I say <laughs> to the holiday and it is not on Doug Mellard's Christmas movie. Now, I'm going to guess each time whether or not you've seen uh, the next film. Uh, Coming in at number nine in the top ten highest grossing holiday movies uh, is Elf. Oh. Which you've seen. Yeah, yeah. I I love Elf. (laughs) It's definitely a rewatch every year. I almost I kinda, forgot to guess. <laughs> yeah, yes, I kind of gave it. away maybe by the reaction, but yeah, I think you would have guessed that anyway. It, it's mm-hmm. great. And no, I got I didn't it get Favreau Iron Man too? Um, I guess that's a way to look at it. Yeah, because Elf was like a, a huge hit. It, he yeah. really, he really like you know, uh, I gotta give him credit that like, especially for a young writer director type, like he really, uh, you know. He really nailed the, um, you know, the tone of it is really uh, incredible. Um, 
you know it just works like like bob newhart recently said that like that's his role that he's happy he did is uh buddy the elf's dad papa elf because so cool. uh because he just when he read the script even he said that he just knew that it was going to be like a movie people would watch every christmas yeah that's so awesome and it, it really is like and it's also like you can even watch parts of it i mean i get sucked into it sure. completely whenever it's on but you know, if I've only got a few minutes and and I see a scene, you know, any scene from it is uh, pretty enjoyable uh, in and of itself. Yeah, and it's a it's a great for the kids and adults kind of film too. It just I think really so. it. Yeah, it really does. You know, with this whole silly premise of just Will Ferrell just going around and acting stupid, and um, <laughs> and I saw that he, I read that he got he was prone to like tons of headaches on set because of all the sugar he had to eat. Oh God. And just all the yelling <laughs> and just, you know, it was probably freezing out there and he had to wear his stupid little elf outfit. Probably um, my favorite part is the out of nowhere. He gets hit by a taxi. <laughs> like, <laughs> that gets me every time. It's such a good fall too. It's great. Well, he, uh, you know, kudos to him. I say because he uh, refuses to do Elf too. He like just yeah, won't, won't yeah. even won't even consider it. And I'm glad that they haven't figured out some way to you know go around him and just do it anyway. Sure. You know, just have like you know it's Buddy's son and have like who's the young version? Like now it's Pete Davidson. <laughs> 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 Even taller and thinner. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, from my mouth to the movie studio's ears, I think that if they're gonna do more Elf, but he'd have to be his son, you know, like, and he'd have to be dead. Like, just don't make Will Ferrell put on the outfit or act like that way, uh, at all. Yeah, and of Elf. <laughs> Put that idea on the shelf. All right. Coming in at number eight. Uh, I believe you have seen this one. I should say that Elf made $225 million and this one made $245 million. I'm saying you saw it. I'm ready to put a check mark next to Love Actually. Yes, I have seen that one. Uh, but kind of recently. Okay. Flynn made me watch it. Uh, she said she thought I like it. it, it and, and love, actually, if I remember correctly, it's like one of those kind of debated Hollywood mo- or uh, Christmas movies, right? There's a lot to talk about because it's like seven different storylines. Yeah. And in most of them, there's somebody or more than one person who acts despicably. Yeah. And then there's one that's got a child. Like the kid, he's grown up to be a good actor, but the kid that, you know, falls in love and Liam Neeson has to like guide him through his first heartbreak. It's just brutal. It's just like go on a roller coaster, kid. Shut up. You know, like he's too young to be that romantically upset. <laughs> 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 and it's really weird in a movie where uh, two actors they just keep going back to the continuing vignette of like if a, a porn film was so exquisitely photographed that they would need stand-ins <laughs> to not only stand and do the positions but also 
simulate having sex with each other. Um, <laughs> it's the thing that doesn't exist, really, but it does in that movie, and it's weird. <laughs> I wonder if the stage musicals, because you know they're doing a stage musical of Love Actually. I wonder if that, if they incorporate that, or just <laughs> cut that out, because you could you could live without it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the most chaste looking, like it was even more chaste than like, you know, softcore pornography, but it was still uh, in this family comedy that also calls the hot lady that Hugh Grant's character gets involved with. Part of what's holding him back from being with her is how overweight they say she is. <laughs> like, well, I don't does Flynn that. think that makes any sense? <laughs> I uh, I don't remember. Yeah, to think of I mean, that. you know, you have to be really sitting there, like you know, out to get the movie because I've done a, you know a movie interruption of it where you're sitting there, just looking for things to comment on, and it's just rather wild how uh, they really are. People really do bring up that this woman's overweight and she's gorgeous. Wow, yeah, that happens in. Uh, there, there was something we were watching recently, a very similar thing. Where I don't know, if, it might have been a little boy or something, which is even worse to like a <laughs> fat kid to a little child. And it's like I remember we were yeah. both angry at the TV. We we're like that kid. I think it was like an eighties movie, so it was just yeah. different, you know. And it was just yeah, like, he's not no. fat. Why are you calling him fat? No, they're straight up mean about it. And, they, you know, now they still, you know, get away with it here and there. But, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be less of that. Um, yeah, that's messed up. You know what else I want less of? What? The way that these next two movies were made. Uh, because everything is scary and weird looking to me. And you have to have seen number seven. $315 million at the box office for the Polar Express. I've never seen it. Never Whoa! Seen it. <laughs> well, let me tell you Because it's really long, right? Isn't that part of it? No, I don't think it is. I, I mean, it's, I it it's long, long probably for like an animated movie meant for kids because I think it is it probably does push like two hours maybe or maybe it's a buck forty. But maybe also people call it too long because it goes forever, seemingly. Like, yeah. you know, it is a train going to the North Pole that picks up children in the middle of the night. They wander out of the house without any parental supervision and then just get on this train. So it's already like setting a very bad example for children <laughs> yeah. to just, you know, somebody could just pull up in a van and say, hey, this is the Polar Express. Get in. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just it's just totally setting up the creeps to do their thing. Now, some people might say, well, that makes you a creep for even thinking about it. This is a wholesome movie. And it's like, well, Aerosmith is in it, but as little elves. So that is that. terribly disturbing. <laughs> and then every adult role is played by Tom Hanks, but the movie's animated. So they don't all have to look and sound like Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he doesn't have to try to disguise his voice. Hey. <laughs> you know. Well, he was great weird. at doing that in that Elvis movie. So yeah. oh, I God. see why he wanted to try. <laughs> he likes to stretch. He really does. But boy, those... I think I just stayed away because I think he got ripped apart by critics. And then 
everybody talked about how scary it was. So that made me a little curious. It'd be fun yeah, watching the children or something. You yeah, know, it's a bunch yeah. of children are the main characters, and they're just they're, their eyes and their expressions. You know, it's kind of like if you go back and watch the first Toy Story, like how rudimentary the the human yeah. characters were, and how eventually they learned, oh, if we want human characters in these things, we've got to just make them cute, Disney-fied kind of characters because mm. we're still not getting, you know, even with video games and stuff. I mean, that's why that show, The Last of Us, is so popular. It's like, oh, what if this was, you know? Not these stiff-looking CGI, you know, these <laughs> video game characters. One of them is just real flesh yeah. and blood people, you know. I mean, that's what I hope will stave off the whole AI thing. But that's what I hate about Robert Zemeckis is one of the greatest, most, you know, brightest filmmaking talents, I, I feel. And he suddenly fell in love with this motion capture animation stuff and did Polar Express and Beowulf. And, oh yeah but another movie that made a shit ton of money because they got jim carrey to do it number six which i i'm guessing you haven't seen is a christmas carol no i have not seen it yeah You're correct i mean it looks kind of cool but it's just that same old dumb story about the three fucking ghosts coming to scare a guy into being a nice person yeah and (laughs) and uh, you know but it's animated and jim carrey's playing multiple roles you know like like he likes to do and uh it just uh, it all just is it's way better christmas carol i like way more than polar express i mean polar express like the main child just has these giant fucking demon eyes he just looks like a weird little (laughs) robot monster (laughs) <laughs> and then and then like when there's a musical number it's like they just go hot chocolate hot 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 chocolate and it's just like <laughs> write a fucking song don't just stand around <laughs> chanting hot chocolate rhythmically well it's just such a bummer because you know robert zemeckis has done some great stuff and then it's when a movie like this comes out from someone like that it bums me out because it's like you what could you could have been do, doing something cool with this <laughs> you know like well he thinks it's cool it's just like james cameron oh of course yeah cool. yeah of course james of course, cameron but... thinks he's the coolest man alive spending 10 years to make a sequel that added nothing of any value whatsoever to the avatar story <laughs> full disclosure i did not see it <laughs> and didn't he didn't it take him like 15 years to conceptually to get to the first one i think it's, i mean it's like he just puts a so huge much chunk time of his into life these movies. crazy yeah like it was a it was a worthwhile gamble like he's made worthwhile gambles in his life because the amount of time and effort he put into titanic when people thought that was gonna be a huge flop and then the amount of time and effort he put into avatar uh like you know i guess he delivers in a sense because people eat it up but i think that both of those movies are seriously flawed despite being massive hits of course you know the the people don't necessarily know so uh, let's get out of this terrible discussion of yeah, Robert ruining his career. But he still has some of my favorite movies of all time. And part of the reason I like his movies so much is because they have like Back to the Future has such intricate plotting and stuff that like, you know, certainly there's going to be holes in it, especially in parts two and three. But it's still pretty cool. Uh, how, how they much... got hoverboards. It's pretty cool how many plates he can keep spinning you know and yeah yeah um, and somehow make it work uh okay so uh number five is uh something i'm guessing you saw and it's uh, a 345 million dollars to 
Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is the Jim Carrey, Ron Howard adaptation. I, I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably mostly enough. for the dog. It's a cute dog. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool seeing, like, you know, seeing those things at, come to life it, a little bit. Yeah. And Jim Carrey does a spot on impression of, like, the faces that Grinch made in the yeah. cartoon and the voice of Barlish Karloff. But, like, uh, you know, as a 21 minute short that they turned, you know, 20 half hour TV special that they turned into. Uh, uh, you know, an hour forty five minute movie, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so they had to add a lot of stupid shit. But like the weirdest part, the, <laughs> the weirdest part, is that they. And apologies to anybody who's heard me on any of my movie podcasts or this one, uh, having these same complaints over and over again. But they make the uh the Who's in Whoville. They make them all shitty, greedy little monsters who are all yeah. ugly looking and all are vain and just want to buy things. And, and then the Grinch convinces them that, Hey, Christmas is more than that. It is the weirdest. Like, why would they change that? Yeah. <laughs> Other than like, you know, Jim Carrey being like, no, I want people to really love the Grinch at the end. You know, like he should be right the whole time that Christmas is over commercialized. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, people love that movie too. I I can't get over it. Whenever it's on, I just watch for a few minutes. I'm just stunned by things that happen. Like the Who's have a party at one point, and people like someone throws their car keys into a bowl with a bunch of other car keys. So like implying that the Who's were all like uh, swingers. swingers. Whoa, I don't remember. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Doug. You're not watching these movies. <laughs> with the intensity like remember when we saw uh roar at the uh fantastic yeah. fest right you you remember that movie and everything that happened and i mean a because it's just so bizarre and terrifying but also because you were talking about the movie while you were watching it the entire time sure. you know what i mean so you yeah. you so you you, you, you miss less i mean sometimes we miss something because we talk over dialogue but we try not to, but like, you know, sometimes you'll miss something, but like, that's when I do these movie interruptions, that's when you go, holy shit, somebody just threw their car keys in a bowl, bowl full of car keys. Like you don't notice that when you're watching it on, you know, free form, uh, you know, while you're doing your laundry. That's so odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Doug, here's the best part is I've been talking about this for years without even double checking to make sure that happens. And I may have I may have misinterpreted something. You know what I mean? I may have. Yeah, could it be uh, to not drink and I may have Mandela drive? affected it. What? <laughs> could it be to not drink and drive? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They're a bunch of fucking drunks. <laughs> no, you know how the greedy town is. drunks. Whoville, they all walk. They all just walk, or they have. If they ride on anything, it's a bicycle with eight seats. Yeah, yeah, and a horn. You know, it's on yeah. some crazy contraption. But that's a movie where they just, you know, could have just really brought the cartoon to life and then they just decided to do things. So, like, you know, whether, how you feel about those things is just going to determine your overall uh, overall enjoyment of the film. Um, number four made $358 million, uh, is a sequel. Um, 
I'm pretty sure you've seen the Ridge, but maybe you never saw Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Oh, I have. Yeah, for sure. You have? Yeah. Oh, so I bet I'm going to nail love, the five. Because of your love for the first one? <laughs> I love Home Alone, yeah. Yeah, so Home Alone 2, you were you were like in as soon as it was happening. Oh, sure. like, Let's go. I mean, it's and, a retread for sure, but still fun Yeah, enough. well, it's wild how they, you know, managed to... Uh, go to a completely new location, but still have the s- same villains doing the same shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and falling and for the same Kevin, shit. Of course. Yeah. They fall, they fall for the same shit. Like, they don't learn any lessons from Home Alone. It's like they never saw Home Alone 1. Um, but, of course, infamous now for the Donald Trump cameo. Sure. You yeah. know, can't do anything about that. I thought some streamer was threatening to like we'll show it with that we'll cut that scene but i don't think that ever happened i think that was like just somebody being silly and wasn't he just in it because if they wanted to use some location that they used he had to be in it i think oh i'm sure he strong-armed them but also he really was for better or worse because you know uh, New Yorkers don't, as a general rule, don't like him. But like for a time, he was, you know, really just synonymous with New York. Like, yeah, yeah. everywhere else in the world, you just see him or New York, and you think of, you know, which you know doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 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 but that's what happened. Uh, okay, speaking of things that don't make sense, number three on this list. Not only do I hope you haven't seen it, but. <laughs> Maybe there's, I guess there's Christmas trees and stuff in it, but I just haven't noticed because they've made so many sequels that I don't think are holiday movies at all. But somehow Wikipedia has decided that Alvin and the Chipmunks is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I have not seen that. Uh, I know Martha Kelly has. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I bet you it takes place at Christmas and maybe even has christmas presents or something as some sort of storyline thing but i once they started making more chipmunk movies i just watched those and never looked back so i don't remember it being specifically a christmas movie but i guess Weird. i guess that makes sense because you know anything anything like you know album chipmunks has existed in so many different forms over the years like i, I think there's a classic like radio track of them singing one of the famous Christmas songs like Rudolph or something. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, that was a big hit in the sixties, I think. So maybe they I don't just think there forced was, it in. Yeah. I don't think there was any Christmas in uh, chipwrecked or the prequel. I mean, squeakquel or, um, <laughs> oh, or, or the, or the road chip. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, most boy. underrated of the series, the road chip. Um, <laughs> number two, you've seen because you've seen Home Alone a million times, yeah. and uh, this got very exciting because I feel like you're not going to have seen the number wow. one, and it all comes movie. down to that because I've seen I've seen four now, and I almost went four or five. I went with five, so it all comes down to number one. I but I think I've counted that you have seen five of these. Okay, well, Love Actually, Home Alone, Elf. Home Alone Two. Oh, Elf, yeah, so five, yeah, yeah. The two Home Alones and Doctor Seuss's How the Greatest Soul Christmas. Right, gotcha. 
So this help. one will put you, you've got a perfect score. This one will put you at six if you've seen it, uh, but it'll keep you at a perfect score if you haven't. So, of course, that's what I'm rooting for. But we have to squeeze in one commercial break in this show, so let's do that <laughs> right now. We'll be back with the brief and exciting conclusion. Probably not worth the wait. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We are back, and number one on the list of top 10 grossing Christmas movies that I believe, uh, I believe Doug has not seen, but perhaps he has just out of some weird, I don't know why you would have done it, Doug, because you don't have kids, <laughs> you have a reasonable spouse and dog, and uh Number one is from 2018, the animated going at it again, but simply called The Grinch. Wow. You know what? I I have not, but Perfect. this past weekend, I saw like the first five minutes, so I'm not Okay, that. but you didn't watch the whole thing. No, no. I, I, I literally, uh, we were around some family, and there was like a three-and-a-half-year-old cousin that Really wanted me to watch Grinch at 7 a.m. first thing. And uh, he was so pumped. And he would, like, turn just the first few minutes I watch. If he really liked the part, he would turn. I was seated right next to him, like, almost face-to-face. He would turn and scream in my ear, watch this part! And uh, <laughs> so I, I had to take a time out after that. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It seemed fun. I'd check it out. I yeah, I think same same. Like again, they'd have to stretch out the story somehow, but also the animation looked good. I think that that yeah, company cool. that made it, you know, they make the uh, uh, the Despicable Me movies and the Shrek movies, so they they know their way around, like you know, making animation funny for adults. So uh, I do think it would be good, probably if I watched it, but I. Uh, the original cartoon, I just I love it so much, and I'm just you know, I know it's it's hard to get I'm past just that. Stuck with it, you know, stuck in my mind there, you know. I just like sure, to leave, yeah. it, leave it at that. And um, like the, the the Jim Carrey one, it gives you some visuals. It's interesting, so I did want to check that out. But this one is just another cartoon, so for me, yeah. it's yeah, you can't beat the original. So why, yeah, yeah, which like makes Dr. my Strange. grand total. I saw nine out of ten. Wow. Yeah. That was the only one. Wow, crazy. Yeah, I've never seen The Grinch. 
again, uh, probably a few minutes of it one way or another, because I do sure. remember thinking it didn't seem like it was bad. Like, I think I'd like it a lot more than the, than the Jim Carrey thing. Yeah. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening to this uh, Christmas movie wrap-up, no matter what your feelings are about that particular holiday. Hashtag war on Christmas. Uh, do you got anything you want to plug, Doug? I'll just say again, I've plugged it a million times, but stream the film I helped with the disappearance of Toby Blackwood on Peacock or Amazon Prime video now, or buy it as a Christmas gift to me. That might be, what they buy it and send it to you. They <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, give it as a Christmas gift to somebody. Yeah, look, I bought it. It helps me a little. <laughs> I bought it so. for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a movie that you made that I bought. I did you. have someone try to book me very randomly recently for like a private event, but uh-huh. they sent a clip of me, and I was just like, "Why do I need to watch my <laughs> clip of me doing comedy?" <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> like, what is they, this? I, maybe they're just verifying that you know that was you. Yeah. Do you recognize this comedian? Because that's who we want. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still this funny? Yeah, <laughs> but it's important you do a plug of that movie on every episode for as long as it's available because sure. people pick and choose episodes they listen to based on guests and stuff. Right. Maybe people listen yeah. to this episode because they prefer a guestless episode. There you go. Which doesn't happen very often, but here we are. Uh, my plugs are Benson Movie Interruption is back at Dynasty Typewriter on Saturday at 4 o'clock before moving to our monthly spot of every month at Dynasty Typewriter in L.A. on the first Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. is Benson Movie Interruption. Most of them will be your choice where we don't pick the movie you do. You bring in DVDs and Blu-rays. And we all vote and pick one to watch. And it's uh, super duper fun. And then Douglas Movies is now uh, in L.A. on the third Tuesday of every month. And that this next one will be, of course, uh, December 19th, uh, Tuesday at 730 at the lab at the world famous West Hollywood Improv on Melrose Avenue. Uh, for all of my dates, go to douglowsmovies.com. Uh, Doug, maybe, uh, you know, I don't, we'll have a guest next week, but I don't mind talking about this a little bit with our guests. Maybe, you know, see one of these movies you've never seen. And, yeah, uh, I want to see uh, Cameron us, Diaz give, fall. A bunch. Give us a little report. <laughs> yeah, watch yeah. that one with Flynn, because that one is like a lot of uh, women seem to... Uh, appreciate the the holiday and where where it's coming from because it does <laughs> it, i i do applaud that it highlights uh two women or uh, sort of the, they're the main characters so it's yeah. always nice when that happens but then when you just have to have them falling down in the snow i don't, I don't know you it, know what i thought was going to be on there there were two movies that kind of surprised me either jingle all the way or christmas with the cranks one of those Right, but Christmas of the Cranks, I think, was kind of a flop and is just kind of always uh, referred to because of the, it's got a fun name to say and, you know, has a, a weird cast of people that probably all, you know, pretty much never work together again. And then uh, what was the other one you said? Jingle All the Way. 
Oh, Jingle All the Way, I think was like kind of a sort of a hit, but not a not a huge hit gotcha. at the time. But but I think everybody that was a certain age when that came out really has propped it up over the years. Because that's <laughs> another one that it's you know it's kind of fun, but it's also kind of kind of a rough to just sit down <laughs> and watch it in a movie theater. Yeah, was, yeah. was kind of tough. Um, all right. We'll be back with a guest next week, and then uh, you know we'll have a couple of weeks off, and then you know we're bringing you three uh, new episodes a month, with or without guests. And uh, as always, Dougley Christmas sweater. <laughs>